Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Praise God. Welcome members. Praise God. Tower Bible Study. Uh, partners, covenant friends, wherever you are streaming tonight. This is our Bible study. Hallelujah. We want to encourage you to uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Be faithful and uh, committed to the things of God. Don't become lazy during this pandemic. Bible says study to show yourself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So I want to encourage you as your pastor, even though we're doing what is best for us and our family and our children, we know there are a lot of changes. And we've got, we put safety as our first number one priority. But yet in the midst of that, I'll do it. Make sure that you set aside time to get in the word of God hallelujah and uh, spend time with him it's so very important that we continue to be faithful in the things of god uh because he is a reward of them that diligently seek him praise god so again welcome to the bible study we have a wonderful word for you uh i want to teach tonight from the subject making god's word final authority making god's word final authority I like that because there are a lot of voices, there's a lot of information, there's a lot of uh, talk, there's a lot of info that we give to one another. But at the end of the day, we need to make sure that God's word is what has final authority. I mean, we got the newspapers, we have television, we have books, we have all types of, you know, we've equipped ourselves with, you know, Snapchat and, 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 and tweeting and, and, and Facebook and, and iPhones and all of these different things. There's a lot of information out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, we need to make sure that God's word has final authority. That's what carries weight in my life. There's all types of voices, all types of information, all types of conversations I hear in the course of, of the day. But in the end... Praise God, when I lay my head on my pillow, it's what God says to carry weight with me that influence my life and how I order my life. And so that's so, so, so very important. So those of you that have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8. And we're going to look at verse 5 through 10 and verse 13. Making God's word final authority. Hallelujah. There are a lot of voices, a lot of information that's in our life. But at the end of the day, what has final authority? What carries weight with you? Amen. Because whoever and whatever, praise God, that you are listening to and whoever that you feel, uh, you know, speaking into your life and you listen to and whoever you honor and esteem the most, that's who's going to have final authority in your life. You take, for instance, my wife. You know, she has her words carry weight with me. Uh, amen. I'm going to believe her over just some guy off of the street. Why? I've had relationship in time with her. The more time you spend with God, the more you understand the integrity of his word. I've been with God now and preaching and ministering for 45 years. And when you walk with someone and you read their word and you watch them, how they've kept their word over the years, then that word carries weight with you. But how do you get to where you develop that type of confidence, spending time with someone? Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. So that's why I want to encourage you at home and you to hear 
uh, to get in the Word of God, spend time in, in God's Word. Let's look, at, let's look at Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8. Let's look at verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lied at home sick, a palsy, and grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, before I go any further, I want to, you to realize that this is a Roman centurion, meaning he's a Gentile. He's, he's outside of the covenant with God. He don't know anything about uh, the promises of God, the messianic promises. He's a centurion. The centurion comes from the word sentry. We, we, we mean, which means a hundred. So, so he's a centurion and, and, and he's coming in behalf of his servant. That's very important. He said, my servant, because he's going to bring up this servant again. And sometimes I think we, we miss this when he brings up the servant again. He talks about his servant twice. And, he, and, and, and Jesus said, I will come and heal him. He said, Lord, you don't have to come under my roof. You know, he could have lived 20 miles away. Could have been uh, two miles. Could have been uh, a block. I don't know. But Jesus said, uh, I will come and heal him. He said, you don't have to come under my roof. He said, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Now, the first thing we can draw from this centurion, he understands that Jesus' word can do the same thing Jesus can do in the flesh. That's so very important. A lot of people want Jesus' physical presence in their home. Or if I can just get, get Jesus to come down. No, Jesus' word can do the same thing Jesus can do in the flesh. Notice he said, Jesus said, I personally will come in the face. He said, no. Just speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. Your word as good as your presence. How, and you got that, you got the presence of God sitting right there in your lap. You got the presence of God wherever you're streaming from, right there. Jesus will honor his word. Hallelujah. But now, the most important thing about this passage of scripture is understanding why he said that. You know, you can get off on speak the word only. He said his word and healed them, and that's true. The word of God has no boundaries. You can, the word can travel. It can travel into prisons. It can travel into, you know, foreign country. You, when you pray the word of God, it's not bound. Jesus said, uh, the word of God says uh, in Isaiah, if my word go forth out of my mouth, it shall not return vain, void, and nonproductive. Shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing whereunto it's sent it. But tonight, I want to zero in on the reason why this man made this statement. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you uh, read the word for, that is a conjunction. And so he says here, let's go back. He says, speak the word only. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my servant shall be healed. For. For. Here it is. <clears throat> I am a man under authority. First of all, I'm under Caesar. 
I'm under authority. That's very important. Having soldiers under me. Under means submitted to me. I'm submitted. I'm not just out here doing my own thing. Power comes through submission, first of all. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you submit yourself to God, then you're submitting to the power. When you submit to God's word. He said, I'm under Caesar, and I got soldiers under me. I got a hundred men under me. And I say to this man, go. And guess what? He goes. And then I say to another, come, and he comes. Now watch this. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. What servant is he talking about? The same servant he wanted Jesus to come heal. See, sometimes we miss that. This, 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 this servant is obedient. He submitted to this Roman centurion. And he said, look, I say to this man, go, fetch that water, and he go get it. And I say to this man, come, I want you to bring me that Bible, and he come get it. And I say to my servant, ain't no telling what he had told his servant. But notice his servant was obedient because he said, I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. In other words, it's just like a submitted member. And the pastor saying, hey, brother so-and-so, will you bring me that Bible? He does it. Brother so-and-so, will you come out here and help me clean up uh, the nursery? And he does it. Brother so-and-so, this man was a servant. He had a servant attitude. That's so very important because power comes through servanthood. A lot of times, a lot of people, the reason they don't get healed is because they're not submitted to anyone. They're not connected to anyone. Notice he said, I'm on the authority. I'm not free-willing myself. I have to give account to Caesar. And so, therefore, because I'm under thought, I've been given a third. I got soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he go. I say to that one, come, and he come. And what he's saying is, Jesus, I understand authority. The authority is in your word. You don't have to physically come. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed far. See, because just, just parking on that without understanding, you're going to miss the whole message. For I'm a man under authority, and I understand authority. And I've watched you, Jesus. I watched you one day when you was going across a lake and there rose a great storm, and you spoke to the wind and the waves, and it obeyed your word. Your word has power. Your word has authority. I want you to say to a man with a withered hand, be healed, and it was restored whole. You never touched him. Your word has power. I want you one day when Mary and Martha was going to a funeral of their brother Lazarus. And without going and laying hands out, the man had been dead four days. Rigor mortar had already set in. He was stinking, deterioration, and you spoke to even death. And that man came forth. So I understand authority. I understand that sickness and disease, storms and wind, and even death is subject to your word. That's what we're talking about tonight. Because there are a lot of people speaking the word, but if you don't understand the authority behind that word, when you speak it, then it ain't going to work for you. A lot of people just, just repeating the word. But this servant, this centurion said, hey, I got this. And the only reason he understood that Jesus' word had power is because he was submitted to authority. That's why it's so important to be submitted to your pastor. Submitted, praise God. I'm going to tell you, when you're under your pastor's authority, it's easy for healing to flow to you. 
<laughs> because you're such connected to him. You're obedient to him, praise God. It's so easy for prosperity to flow to you when you're submitted to your pastor, when you're under authority. Power comes through submission. When I submitted myself to God, I didn't lose power. I gained power. The Bible says resist the devil. First it says submit yourself to God. Then resist the devil. He will flee from you. The power of God is, be, is going to be in your life to the degree that you are submitted to God. And, and then he said, look, <laughs> all you got to do is speak the word. Your word can understand authority. Understand commands. Because that's what I do. I'm a centurion. I command men. And I'm under command. And if Caesar sends me to a town, I go. If I send my men to the town to get food, they go. So all you got to do is speak the word. See, once you understand authority. And the beautiful part is we ain't got to wait on God to speak the word. He's already spoken. He's sitting right there in your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you, the word has authority. So you, 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 you need to put it in your mouth and speak it, praise God. Speak it into Hallelujah, your finances, speak it over your children. It has authority. It'll change your children if they're not saved. Speak the word concerning their salvation. Speak the word of God concerning your giving, your finances and tithes. Why do you think we confess that? That the windows of heaven open. That God is making their every favor. You think we're just doing that to fill up time? No. We're, we're sending the word. Hallelujah. That word will not return void. That word will go out there. Start gathering your money. That word will go out there and start changing your children. Praise God. Because the word carries authority. The Bible says in the beginning. St. John chapter 1. Was the word. The word was, was, was with God. And the word was God. And there was not nothing made that was not made by him. Him who? The word, the word. And without the word was there not anything made that is visible. So the word of God was the creative force that brought everything we now see into existence. Hebrews 11 verse 3. Through faith or through the word, we understand the worlds were framed by what? The word of God, so that everything we now see this tangible pulpit, pews, carpet, was not made of things that do appear. The, the, the parent force, everything tangible, material we see, was the spirit or the word of God. God said, God said. Well, listen, if, if the word brought all, all things into existence, then all things will still respond to the word of God. Your body will respond to the word of God. Your finances will respond to the word of God. Anything you can see, because anything you can see is temporary and subject to change, but the word is eternal and not subject to change. It's the perfect force. That every, and, and see, the centurion understood that. That's so very important. Because we got more power sitting right there in our lap than we believe. And you know, there are situations all around you. There are people at home that's got situations. You can do something about it. Speak the word of God into it. That word won't return void. Why? It carries authority. He made God's word final authority. I'm sure he might have talked to one of his own doctors. He might have talked to his wife about it. He might have talked to some of his disciples. But at the end of the day, he said, I'm going to make God's word final authority. Now notice Jesus' response. The Bible says, 
I'm a man on authority. I say to one, come, to another, go, he go. And to my servant, now I'm here in behalf of my servant, he's obedient. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. Wow. You can get Jesus to marvel you're doing something. And he said mm, to them that followed, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I have not found such great faith, no, not in all of Israel or all in the church. This is the type of faith that I've been looking for. Faith in the word of God and its authority alone. Thank God for prayer clause. Thank God for holy oil. But he didn't say, if you're known with holy oil, he didn't say, if you send me a prayer clause. He's talking about the word of God. He understands that sickness and disease is a slave. This disease is a slave to the word of God. It has final authority. Jesus said, this is the type of faith I've been looking for. Somebody don't have to see nothing. They don't have to feel nothing. They ain't got to go there. You, you just pray and say, in the name of Jesus, and then you're praying for your daughter, praying for your son. You're not even there. They could be in Texas. They could be in California. But once that word is released, as far as you're concerned, they're already healed. Well, don't you want to call? Don't you want to know? I ain't got to call. Don't you want to check? No, I ain't got to check. The word will not return void. Jesus said, I've been looking for people with that type of faith. Most people want a sign. Lord, give me a sign. If, if you did it, have a rooster come at 12 noon and get on the fence and go cock-a-doodle-doo. And then I know that it's working. Give me a sign. You notice all the people, especially covenant people, you know why I call this the greatest faith? This man didn't even have a covenant. He had no covenant, but he understood authority. The church, Israel, had the covenant, and they always wanted a sign. Give me a sign, Lord. What'll be the sign of that coming? Give us a sign. Jesus said, you snake. He wasn't calling a snake. It's just you all know the word of God. There ain't no sign going to be given to this generation except the sign he talked about as Jonah was in the belly of the well three days and three nights. So shall the son of man be in the, in the heart of the earth and he's going to be raised up. I'm not going to give you no sign. You notice every time God's people ask for a sign, we shouldn't be, be basic, want to feel something and see something. Give me a sign, Lord. A lot of that stuff came from Gideon in the Old Testament. When they put out a fleece. See, in the Old Testament, you didn't have the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is in us now. We're not led by fleece. We're led by the Spirit of God. Many of the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. So, Lord, if I'm to marry so-and-so, I want you to have them drop a handkerchief. That's going to be my fleece. I know that's my husband. You're about to marry the devil. Because the devil going to show enough. How, are you listening to me? No, the Bible says that we are led by the Spirit of God, not by a fleece. And, and, and this centurion said, Lord, I understand authority. I understand authority. I only speak the word of God. Well, let's look at the end results. Verse 13. Let's see what happened. Jesus said unto the centurion, go your way. My God, I've been looking for this type of faith. That's just like me speaking the word of God over your children's salvation. Ain't no different. Because I'm, I'm, I'm here in the place of Jesus. If you receive him who Jesus sent, you receive me. And speaking God over your finance, and when you understand authority, pastor spoke, then, then you go your way expecting your finances to change. Not just, well, praise God, I hope so. No, I know something happened. Why? That word carries authority. It's final authority. He said, go your way. 
as thou hast pleased, so be it unto thee. And the servant was healed in the self-same hour. Wow, never touched him, never sent holy oil. You know how it is. And I'm not knocking none of that. But that's not God's best. The greatest faith is faith in the word and it's authority alone. I don't need no, you know, everybody trying to get the prosperity handkerchief. Oh, right for the handkerchief. And you know, when you get your handkerchief, oh, I'm telling you, you put it under your husband's pillow, he'll get saved. This handkerchief will do anything. My toilet was stopped up and I took the handkerchief and put it on top of the toilet and without even draining, it was just, oh, miracle call. Mirror, and see, where all that, see, and the further you get out there, the further your faith get away from the word of God. I'm not knocking a handkerchief. I don't know about the apostle Paul, but you need to read that. The Bible says God did special miracles. That wasn't the norm. So that sick cause uh, was taken from his clothes and they was given. That was something special. That's not God. God's pattern is, first of all, you believe in the word. And see, that's what we do. We get further and further away from the word of God. That's what the devil wants you to do. And you start thinking it's in the cloth, it's in the holy oil. Of course, send me $20 when you're right. See, we would have been, a lot of us would have been living in, 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 in the book of Acts. You would have started a shadow ministry. Because the Bible says that, that, that Peter walked in such authority that as many got in his shadow was made whole. See, that was a special manifestation of, of the gift of healing. And there are people who start worshiping the shadow. So we're going to start shadow ministry, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. See, anything, getting your faith diverted from the word into something in the natural. So the greatest faith is faith in the, in the word and its authority. Let's, let's look at the first statement here, put it up. We're talking about making God's word final authority. So he did. And guess what? He got everything he said. So the centurion understood that God's word had authority over sickness and disease. He understood that. He didn't have to come. He wasn't worried about, you know, the, what this, this palsy that his servant had. And the reason the servant got here because the servant was obedient and, and, and was submitted to the centurion. That's, that's so important. Your anointing can only flow through your pastor to you when you're submitted and you believe he's anointed. That's why a lot of people just get healed easy. And some people, you know, always in rebellion, always no honor toward their man of God. Just seem like it's hard to receive. But people that are submitted, like this servant, praise God, the, the, the anointing will flow to you, praise God. So the centurion understood that God's word had authority over sickness and disease. Now, I didn't keep reading, and I did that for a reason. If you would have kept, now we just read, remember we read from, we read from Matthew's Gospel chapter 8, what we read from about verse, verse uh, 5 to 10, then we were 13. But if you drop on down to verse 16 and 17, watch this. Matthew's, when evening was come, same day. They brought many that were possessed with what? Devils. And he cast out spirits with what? His word. See, only speak your word. Devils are subject to your word. Sickness and disease is subject to your word. And they'll be healed. Pray. The authority, your word is final authority. And the Bible says not only did he cast out spirits with his word, he healed some 
all that were sick. With what? The same way the word of God, he sent his word and healed them. He would speak the word of God and those that made it final authority, it didn't matter what happened. It didn't matter what it felt like. They were healed. He healed all they were sick that were sick. Now, let me, let me explain something to you. You just received the word. You don't base it off of feelings. Because there was different manifestations. There was a time, there was 10 lepers that Jesus told, go your way and show yourself to the priest. He never laid hands on them, but he released the word. And you got to understand, when he said, go show yourself to the priest in the Old Testament, when you were healed of leprosy, that was the command of the priest. You would go show yourself to the priest. He would declare you clean, put your name in the, in, in the book of the cleansed lepers, and return you to your family, all your relationships, and no one had to be excommunicated from you anymore. So what Jesus was literally saying when they said, Lord, that we might be clean, he says, go show yourself to the priest. What he was saying, he was calling things that be not as though they were. He was saying, for as I'm concerned, you're already healed. Now they, the Bible says, as they went, they're making God's word final authority. I'm sure it didn't say that the leprosy went. The Bible says as they went. I don't know how far they got. Could have been a mile. Could have been a half a mile. Could have been a tenth of a mile. I don't know how far it was there to the priest. But somewhere between making God's word final authority. That's why when that word is spoken, you need to go out of here, praise God. As you go home, finances manifested. As you went home, healing manifest. As you went home. See, Jessica, well, I ain't seen that now. That's okay. Make God's word final authority. The Bible says, as they went, they saw that they was healed. And one of them said, this ain't right. Today, early there, I was dying. I was in hospice, man. Everyone gave up on me. I need to return and give glory to God. And the Bible says he went back and started praising God and giving glory to God. Now look at Jesus' response because he never seen anything. The Bible says, that the one leper he saw that had been cleansed, he says, he saw the one leper and says, were there not 10? Where are the other nine? As far as he, there, he, he didn't have to say it either. That's when you make God's word final authority. When that word has been spoken, I want to get it just out of the realm of Jesus speaking. I want to talk about the faith and confidence you need to have in your man of God and your woman of God when they speak a prophetic word over your life. Obey your prophet, so shall you prosper. You need to make it final authority. I don't care what I feel. Pastor laid hands on me. He spoke the word of God. I'm healed. And somewhere in between me and going to work tomorrow, it will manifest. My finances are changing. That's the greatest faith. The greatest faith. Jesus said, I've been looking for it. Put this statement up. I mean, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, well, well, I tell you what. Um, yeah, go ahead and put this statement up. He had no covenant with God. He was a Roman centurion. <laughs> he didn't know nothing about the word of God, but he understood authority. He had no covenant with God, but he understood authority. And he understood understood spoken words because he gave commands when I say to this man go he go and when I say to this man come he come now I don't I'm not a I'm not an Israeli I'm not a Jew 
I wasn't given to covenant, but I do understand authority. And you just speak the word only, and my servants shall be healed. In other words, that's why he said, Jesus, you don't even have to come. As far as I'm concerned, your word is final authority. And what happens in this, in, in today, society, everyone wants to speak into your life. How many of you know that? There are people who want to give an opinion. You know, the doctors say, well, you know, we believe we can do this. There are people in your family, well, I don't believe God can heal. There's someone else, well, God healed me one time. Someone else, well, you know, God can heal, but he can't pay your cough. He can't pay your debt. You'll never be able. It's all this different information that's coming on television, that's coming through the paper, that's coming through books, that's coming through people all around. How many of those people talk all day long? And they want to give you advice, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to come to the place where you make God's word what I call final authority. It carries weight. I heard what the doctor said. I heard what the lawyer said. I heard, but I'm going to believe this, particularly in this day and hour of a worldwide pandemic. There's so much information coming across the TV. And don't get me wrong. We need information about social distancing. We need about uh, contact tracing. We need about testing. We need to know about all that. But some of us have got so much information that some of us about to have more faith in some of our epidemiologists than we do the word of God. And I thank God for the information. I'm going to do all of that. I'm going to do everything you tell me to do. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to do everything. But at the end of the day, praise God, when I lay down, what's going to control and carry weight with me is no evil shall befall me and no sickness is going to come not where I dwell. Thank you for all that information. But Christ has redeemed me by the blood of the Lamb. I'm redeemed for coronavirus. The price has been, that's what carries weight with me. That's making God's word final authority. I'll listen to you. I'll get your information. But the bottom line, don't tell me what I can't do, banker. I listen to you. I know you said that, you know, that, you know, uh, that you can't, based off of your, your income, you should be only to get, you only qualify for this much money and, and you can only live in this size house but in all that. But, but, but you know, at the end of the Today, it's what God says. I'm not going to let the banker, the Lord, no one limit me and tell me what I cannot do. I'm going to let God's word carry weight. So many people are limiting themselves. It's because they don't make God's word follow authority. And that's why you need to watch who you put a whole lot of confidence in. Because whoever you put confidence in is, is who's going to have influence in your life. I've seen people like that. That's why Paul said, when God revealed to me, just got born again. Changed on the road to Damascus. He says, when God revealed to me, God who separated me from my mother's womb, Galatians first chapter, revealed to me that I should preach this gospel. He said, immediately I didn't confer with flesh and blood. People, sometimes flesh and blood will talk you out of it. What you going to do? What? You're bleeding for that? How, do you know how much them houses call over there? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And you just working here? What happened? Instead of what God says, you begin to let someone else's word carry more weight and influence in your life. And I've seen people get talked out of their healing, talked out of their miracle, since because, simply because they don't know how to make God's word final authority. That's what he's done. He made it final authority in his life. And so, and so uh, he had no covenant, but he understood authority. He said, now, you know, I, no, I'm not a Jew. I'm born a Jew, but I do understand authority. I say to this man, 
come and he come. I say this one go, go. So if you speak your word, it has a thought. Sickness and disease have to bow its knee to. Look at Romans 10, verse 6 through 8. This is what he understood when he said, speak the word only. But the righteousness, how many of you know we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? If you don't know it, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, he that knew no sin, verse uh, 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 21, he that knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And righteousness just means right standing. I'm not, in, I'm not in wrong standing with God. I'm saved. I'm in right standing with God. Well, the righteousness of God, which is of faith, speaketh. That's why I say speak the word of God only. When you know you're right, speak your rights. Speak the word of God. It said, what, what, what do it say? It say, not in thy heart. Who shall ascend into heaven? That is, bring Christ down from above. Lord, come down and touch me. Lord, send your power. Lord, save my child. Lord, come down and touch my Aunt Susan. Lord, come down and, and touch. Now, it don't try to get Jesus to come do it. Nor does it descend in the deep, that is to bring my Christ from dead, as if he's still in the dead. Lord, come on, Jake, come on, Jake. No, it don't try to bring Christ down or up. But what said it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. It's the word of faith which we preach. Don't try to get Jesus to do it, praise God. You got the word of God, hallelujah, in you now. You, you don't even have to wait on him to speak the word. He's already spoken it. You don't have to get Jesus. God, come by here and touch my child. No, the word is now you in your mouth. and you Only speak the word and my servant shall be healed. You speak the word of God. It's, it's now you. Don't try to get Jesus to do it. Lord, I want you to come by here. You know, everybody trying to send Jesus on an evangelistic mission. God, we want you to go over to Africa and, and touch all of those little kids that's in the orphan. And when you leave there, God, we want you to go uh, uh, to the hospital and, 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 and touch them, Lord, and, and name by name. And we know you are heart fixing, a mind regulating. When you leave there, Lord, we want you to go into the prison and the man that's brokenhearted and bound. Give them hope, Lord. And, and when you leave there, Lord, we want you to stop by here if you see trying to send Jesus Jesus said no 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 I ain't going nowhere I'm in you now the word is not you see the, the centurion understood that you only speak the word but in this day and time we're trying to do the same thing trying to get Jesus to come and do something that he's already done he said no the word is not you in your heart and in your mouth you speak the word of God you take authority over your finances. You tell the devil to get out of your, your house. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on, you speak the word of God. You got a miracle in your mouth. Because you're the righteousness of God and it speaketh. It speaks, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We believe, therefore we speak. That's the spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4.13. We have in the same spirit. And you get enough word in abundance in your heart, praise God. You're going to speak what you believe. And when you do, that word becomes final authority. That word will not return, but it'll, it will go. Hallelujah. Wherever you send it, and it will do a work. It is called the incorruptible seed. Nothing can stop it from bringing forth a harvest. If you don't stop it, if you don't stop it with your fear, doubt, and unbelief, I want you to know that word will not return void. So quit trying to get Jesus to do what he's already done. 
Come down here and touch. Sister, mama, cousin, nah. You go <laughs> touch him. And you speak the word of God. Amen? So the center, why? And you got to make the word of God final authority. So he understood that. He understood that. And uh, that's why Jesus said, man, I, I, I've been looking for this type of faith. Someone who, who prays God, understand that the, the, the word of God kind of carries final authority. Look at Luke 5. Luke 5. And thank God for the doctors, but I can't make his word final authority. Thank God for the nurse. Thank God for the realtor, but I'm not going to let them. We, we wouldn't be in this church if it was for realtors. Because they said, ain't no way we can do what we're doing. I had to make God's word final authority. Don't let people talk you out of your miracle. Hallelujah. You know, some of us have more confidence in flesh and blood than we do God. Because we don't spend enough time with God. And, and all, all somebody got to do is come on uh, television, the weatherman, and stand before a chart and start talking about what he think it's going to do. Oh, that low pressure is coming in. That cold air is coming down from Canada. And it's pushing the jet stream low and it's causing that barometric pressure to drop. And we got a high coming up from the Mississippi Valley that's taking that, that, that moisture. And when it comes up and that high meets that low, it's going to start a circulation pattern. And when it starts a circulation pattern, what it's going to call it is going to be a holding pattern. And when the dew, the, the dew point drop, it's going to cause that some form of wintry mix and the precipitation is going to begin to form and somewhere between three to six, we are predicting that it's going to be anywhere from two to six inches of snow starting at midnight. And that guy could be, uh, they, they, he could have just been hired. They could, you know, it could have been me. I sound pretty good. And you will jump and go to the grocery store. I ain't seen nothing. The sun out. But the weatherman, you done made his word final authority where you will fight people over bread, fight for milk, and the sun is shining. Go buy stuff you don't need me. Yeah, I better give me some donuts too just in case I can't get out. All of this stuff, you make excuses, come on with all this food, and the next day they miss it. Ain't nothing happening. Well, you know, we thought it was going to come in, but it, that, that, that low pressure drove it on out to the, the southern coast and now look at look at you acting on something that you 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 made that man's word final thought. God is looking for someone that's got at least enough faith that's equal to really more than the weatherman. It's amazing how we just give people so much power. Amen. Amen. And all they're basically doing is guessing. Well, how you know? Because the model says we went to the Doppler radar. And it's showing. <laughs> if you spend that much time with God, you would believe him. His word will come final thought. When he said you're healed, it wouldn't matter what the doctor or anyone else said. Because your faith will be so developed in him, his word becomes final thought. Let's, let's, let's look right here quickly. I'm, I'm going to get out of here early tonight. Let's, let's look at Luke's gospel, chapter 5. 
So we're talking about making God's word final authority. And I see people all the time. People try to talk you out of your blessing. They tried to tell me what I couldn't do, what uh, we couldn't do, what we're doing. And, and man, I, man, I, I heard a bunch of information, a bunch of preachers, but at the end of the day, you make God's word final authority. That's why you need to watch who you're listening to. Iron, shopping at iron. Look at Luke chapter 5, and let's go through this. Look at verse 1. And it came to pass that the people did what? Pressed upon him to do what? Hear the word of God. That's what you're going to have to do. You don't have to press to hear the word. The devil don't want you to hear the word. No, no, no. I mean, he'll give you every type of excuse and every type of reason. To, you know, your, your leg is bothering you. You know, you got to get up early in the morning. You, don't, you, don't, you, know, you got to go in at five. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not I'm just trying to tell you, you got to press to hear the word. Let's keep reading. And, and, and so he saw two ships standing by the lake. And the fishermen was gone out of them. And they were washing their nets, plural, nets. And he entered into one of the ship. Now, notice what's going on. I want you to get the picture. He's preaching so many people hearing the word of God. They're pushing them almost into the, in, 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 into the sea. And so he, he asked Peter for his boat. And the Bible says that, that, that he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. And he prayed him that he would thrust a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. So it was so many people, he was about to push them in the water. So he, he got in Peter's boat. He's teaching them on, on down the, 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 the seashore. He's teaching them the word of God because they had pressed into here. Get the picture. And when, he had, and when he had left speaking, he said unto Peter, Now, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets, plural, for a drought, a haul. Simon answered and said, Master, we have toiled all night. Now what is happening, his education is kicking in. He's going by what, he's a fisherman. He's been fishing for, and he know, first of all, preacher, if you're going to fish, you fish at night because this is the Sea of Galilee, and in the Sea of Galilee, it's crystal clear. If you put down the nets, it's, it's midday. Why in the world you should I throw down the net? See, uh, reasoning take over. That's what we're happening. You know, God will say you're healed, and we begin to reason. God will say this is your, your debt cancellation. You begin to reason. Well, I, I'm not even working right now. I got cardinal reasoning. And notice reasoning begin to take over. He said we toil all night and taking nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Single, not net, single. What's happening? He ain't going to catch nothing anyway. He's really being sarcastic. But at least what he's doing, he's making God's word final authority. Sometimes you have to put your education aside. You have to put the doctor report aside. Thank God for doctors. Thank, but, but I want to remind you, they are practicing physicians. They are not perfect. And a lot of times they're going to tell you that this can't be healed and that can't be healed. And, and there's no way that, you know, well, we, we only give you a 30% chance of recovery from this and a 50% uh, success rate in this operation. But they're just doctors. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to have a nevertheless moment. I know what the doctor said. Get balanced now. Get balanced. Because there's something we ain't preaching against doctors. There's somebody, I ain't going to the doctor. I believe I'm healed. I'm, I, I believe God, God my, my, I was nearsighted, but I believe that the pastor spoke the word and, and glory be to God, I'm healed. Hallelujah. I have 20, 20 million in the name of Jesus. I'm throwing my glass away. And you get out in the parking lot hitting everybody. See, you done got out of balance already. 
Throwing away your glasses ain't going to get you healed no more than throwing away your medicine. When, healed, when that word get in you, you won't be able to look through them coat bottles anymore. You'll go, I can't see through these things. And your vision will change. Healing will manifest in your body. The doctor will confirm your healing. So don't go out of here talking about, well, you know, pastor's preacher gets out. No, I'm not saying that. I'm telling you that when the doctor's report does not line up with God's report, Isaiah, who would believe I report, I got to let God's word have final authority and say, nevertheless, doc, I heard what you said. I can see it on the x-ray. I know it's not, you know, it's not a joke, it's real, but nevertheless, it's your word. That's what Peter did. And so, you know, he said, okay, nevertheless, at your word. He's making God's word final authority. I will let down the net, not nets. And when he had done this, he enclosed a great multitude of fish. And their net single broke. And he beckoned unto his partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help him. And they came and filled what? Both their boats. So that they begin to sink. And when Peter fell down, he saw it. He realized, oh my God, this is a man of God. I should have never died in him. I should have believed this word from the beginning. But at least I made it final thought. He said, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. I want you to see something because I'm going to go back and show you something. And he was astonished why he never seen nothing like this. this. They changed the fishing market that day, the whole fishing industry. You don't think they ate all those fish, first of all, do you? What happened? What did they do with all them fish? They went to the fish market. What happened? They made a lot of money, didn't they? And you would think that the day that you became a millionaire, whoo, that's when you go into, you start franchising your fish. I'm going to franchise. Now I'm going to start another uh, name of fish house. Uh, Sanibel's fish house. We're going to put one in so-and-so in, 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 in and one in this town and that town that we're going to fret. Why? Because he just became a millionaire. But no, I want you to see something. It was astonished with him. I'm just reading, reading this part. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, they were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, fear not, for henceforth thou shalt catch men. This was not even about the fish. I'm preparing you for people. And what you're going to do on the day of Pentecost. You're going to be my chief spokesman. And the Bible says, and they bought, when they bought, and they bought their ships to the land. And he forsook all and fought. The day that he hit the market. I mean, that's almost like the mother load, man. And you just turn away and walk away from it. Why? That was symbolic of what Jesus was going to do with his life. Now, what am I trying to say? I, I got some things. I don't want to preach this in the traditional way. First, put up this statement. You must make your mind, your flesh, and emotions submit to God's word. Everyone need a nevertheless moment. They told me there ain't no way we could afford this land. But God said it was ours. And I had to make God's word final authority. They told me there ain't no way that we can build our sinners debt free. I mean, people are going to talk to you. Why? Because they haven't done it. And you got to realize God is calling you to be a pioneer. You can't wait to call somebody else to have success. He's calling you to, to be a trendsetter. And so 
<clears throat> it's so very important that you make your mind. I'm sure, you know, he's like, why don't this preacher just shut up? Don't he talk about throw down the net? We toil all night. We don't wash those nets. You don't fish during the day. What? See, you educate. Call me reasoning. I mean, the doctor, I mean, he did see it. It is on the x-ray. You know, call me reasoning. Your mind begins to drift from the word of God. And you begin to take on your information and what other people have had success doing. To be honest with you, I didn't know no one that had built debt-free centers. Not around here, I didn't. And my natural mind at times tried to talk me out of it just because other preachers had not done it. But God told me, his word said, that I'll be the lender, not the bar. So I had to have a nevertheless moment and say, I hear what y'all guys said, but I'm going to do it God's way. I'm going to make God's word final authority. Here we are. And that's what has happened to a lot of people. People try to tell you what you cannot do. I'm sure there was a lot of people trying to tell Abraham and Sarah, y'all can't have no baby. A baby? Look at your body. You read, Sarah's womb is dead. But the Bible says they didn't consider none of that. What happened? They begin to give glory to God. They made God's word final authority. God says, I'm the, I'm the father of many nations. And the Bible says they begin to give glory to God and they staggered not at the promises of God. Amen? So you're going to have to make your mind and your flesh, because there's going to be things that the word's going to promise you that your flesh going to, ain't no way. You can't do it. You ain't got the money. Who you think? The cardinal reason will talk you out of it. That you got to make it submit. Your emotions submit to the word of God in what I call a nevertheless moment uh, i'm gonna cast it down anyway i know it don't make sense i know i'm i'm i'm, I'm the fisherman you the preacher this don't make sense to me but i'm gonna do it anyhow it didn't make sense to me when we were building every time we try to build a building god would say send a hundred thousand dollars i ain't gonna say what ministry i'm like god we need the money it didn't make sense but nevertheless give in a shell making god's word final authority second corinthians Chapter 10, verse 5, casting down imaginations of every high thing that try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity, what? Every thought. That's where the battle's going to be in your mind. How you going to get the money? How, you, how healing going to manifest? You know, this running your family, all of this reasoning. That's what, that's what the Amplified says when he says it's talking about reasoning. God will give you a promise and all your reasoning will take over. People will start trying to tell you you can't do this and, and, and you have to cast that down. Make your mind and your flesh submit to the word and bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of the word of God. Nevertheless, at your word, he made it final authority. And guess what happened? Boom, miracle. Now put this statement up because this it's, it's more to this. And I think this is even more important. Expansion then is not always just for you. See, Peter thought it was all about him. You know, cast your net down. Sometimes your common reasoning stop all those other people that's connected to your obedience, just like your disobedience hinders other folks. When God was telling me to do certain things, it wasn't just about me. God was telling me to expand. 
I couldn't let my natural mind take over when we was on Green Street and say, how in the world we going to build three buildings that's going to be about $30 million and get all the equipment and go on television. But no, nevertheless, at your word. Why, it wasn't just about me. But it's about other partners and people connected to you. Notice when he did that, you don't know how many people were in that. All of those other families, his partners came. Huh? Peter, James, John, and other ships. There were probably families that was going through famine. There was probably people that was going to lose their house. And sometimes your carnal reason just don't stop you. It hinders what God wants to do in other people's life. We wouldn't be in this church tonight if I would have let cardinal reason take over, but I made God's word final authority. I had to go. People told me we couldn't do this. But God was looking at these pastors sitting here. God was looking at you. God was, this expansion wasn't just about me. And Peter realized that that's why he left the whole, his fortune the same day God made him rich. Other people needs provision and common reason just don't hinder you and your family sometimes it can hinder a whole church a whole community and I look at myself and I understand now why God called me he wasn't calling me about just me when he was saying big because I would get satisfied I'm like Lord this is a nice man why we gotta go I just thought Green Street man couldn't get no better than that we got pews, it's nice, everything is going. And just, you know, God always will interrupt our, 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 when we get comfortable. And he starts saying expansion. And then I would, my carnal reason would go in and think, well, wait a minute, how many members we got? And, and I learned don't never do that. Don't never start looking at members. Because God might give you a modern day New Testament Abraham. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. And I wouldn't let my carnal reason come on because our church always was smaller than what we were accomplished. And to me, my natural mind tried to talk me out of it, but I had to have a nevertheless your word. That's why you need to find the scripture and stand on it and make God's word final thought. I don't know who God's talking about, expansion or stepping out, a new job or whatever, but you need to make God's word final authority and not just people. I tried that. Didn't work for me. We lost everything we had. Well, I don't know who you, what God told you to do, but I'm going to make God's word final authority. I'm going to do what he told me to do. You understand what I'm saying? Because expansion is not, like I said, just for you always. But it is for other people also. Now, I don't know why that is up there, but uh, I thought I was going to read that scripture. I thought I, we were going to go. Let's, let's go to that one. That, that's, that's, uh, that's not the scripture I think that I had. Hold on for a minute. Let me see. Let me see. What did, what, what did I have? I didn't have no scripture. So let's go to Job. But let's turn there. They got it up there. It's, it's my scripture. Let's go to Job 23. Job 23. Verse 11 through 13. So I had to make God's word final authority. It was about other people that worked for the church. Their jobs would come out of this. Love officer comes, connected ministries, 
See, there are other parts. Notice Peter, obedience calls him to open up the door to all of his partners. And I pray for all of my partners and even my members at home, your partners. You've entered into partnership with me, praise God. And the same blessing that has come on me and Joyce, it comes on the head, Jesus. It comes on the head of the church, and it goes down my beard. And God, there he's commanded a blessing. I command every blessing, every favor that's on my life, all my partners. I speak debt cancellation in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. All those that are connected to this ministry, I thank you for supernatural restoration nothing missing nothing broken in the name if you've lost anything during this pandemic it comes back a minimum of sevenfold in the name of Jesus I thank you for household salvation the same grace that's on my life I thank you that those connected to this ministry all the partners those that have prayed for me those that have sold into this ministry thank you father that the same debt cancellation on this ministry go toward them now they have favor with God and man and everything they set their hands to do prosper I speak promotion on your job, increase favor in that you are partners with this ministry and the same blessing, hallelujah, that has come on me and Joyce in this ministry, I release it on your life. Expansion come in the name of Jesus. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. It comes supernaturally. Angels go forth. Call supernatural things to happen, praise God. I make demand on El Shaddai, the almighty breasted one. God, I release, hallelujah, we rebuke all the effects of this pandemic that has caused loss and job loss and I thank you for supernatural provision praise God the same way that you sustain Elijah in the midst of a worldwide pandemic thank you for sustaining every partner every member supernaturally in the name of Jesus I plead the blood of Jesus over every famine all my partners as kids go back to school regardless of your county I plead the blood that no evil shall befall your child there's a divine protection over their life a force field of the power of God every germ and every bacteria that comes near you or your children as they move back in school it will not come near them in the name of Jesus thank you father for divine healing and divine protection over every partner and covenant friend in Jesus name amen praise God hallelujah and suppose I would have let fear hold me back you wouldn't be listening to me preach wouldn't be no word of lie. Your mind, fear, try to talk you out of it. People in your family will try to talk you out of it. You got to make God's word final authority. Hallelujah. I look at prayer and I usually don't do this. I look at you back over there and because I preach so much in Africa and Kenya, I understand the African culture. Now, what was it, Nigeria? Where, 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 was your, where were you born? Where, where did you come from? Liberia. And there, man, it, the average person is poverty. There's, I mean, you know, like we don't even probably know. It's rough. But, but he made God's word final authority. <laughs> How he beat all odds, came to the United States, got a good family, praise God. Hey, and he works over in the cop and they ain't going to call the name, but everybody know where he worked. The number one salesman, always, of the month. And even during this pandemic, they let everybody go, but they held on to him. Don't you know why he made God's word final authority and it sustains him? Don't let people talk you out of your blessing. All of his partners were blessed that day. Everybody came out of debt that day. There were folks, praise God, that got the title to their car that day. Or they don't care whatever it was. <laughs> 
Why? Because they would let call fear, fear, fear. Well, what about this? And what if you do that? If you buy that, that's 30 years. How are you going to? Let me close. Praise God. So associations are very important. Y'all have uh, Job. Let's look at Job right quick. Job 23. There's just a couple, couple statements. I'm gonna, we, we're going to go home. Praise God. Job 23. I say that to all of my partners and members that's, that's listening right now. Hallelujah. Job 23, verse 11. My foot has held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth. We're talking about making God's word final authority more than my necessary food. But he is in one mind. Who can turn him? What his soul desires, even that that he does. I have esteemed thy word more than my necessary food. As we get ready to close, if you're going to make God's word final authority, you must esteem God's word. And, 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 and then I say, give it high regard, weight, and value to it. Because that's the meaning of esteem. So I put it in my statement. You must esteem God's word. How much weight do you give to God's word? How much influence does God have in your life? Do you do, you know, do your wife or your husband or your kids or your boss man or the economy or, or some other one have information or have more influence in your life? There are people like that. They don't give weight to God's word. And I thought I wasn't, I didn't want to go this way tonight, but I'm going to say it anyway. I mean, you know, all someone got to do is say fake news. And there are people who won't believe it. Why? Because they gave more weight to that person that fake news. And they don't, it don't matter what the Bible says. It don't matter what the scene with my. See, you're just giving too much weight. You, you're making someone else's word. You esteem it higher than God. As long as a certain person said it, you esteem it higher than God. And so you must give it high regard. Wait, in fact, I mean, I'm like that. If you're going to be my friend, then I feel like that my word and your word, she, we got to esteem one another. If someone tell me that, you know, uh, 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 so-and-so happened to Rodney, and Rodney said, oh, that's crazy. He ain't got to say that because of my esteem for him. I know that's a lie. Why? I have given more weight to what he said than just some Tom, Dick, and Harry. Why you let people don't even go to your church? I heard about this church. Somebody told me they were doing that over there. And I heard that they, somebody, the preacher ran away, you know, in the secretary with the typewriter and the money. And then you just really, and you don't know, Jane, there you go, just following folks. <laughs> How much weight do you get to God's word? I don't know. I give it all. When God says, there's time my body and symptoms are there. The sins are not healed, but at the end of the day, heard it. I got to go to bed and say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I'm strong in the Lord. Why? His word, I, I lean on it. I've made it final authority, and I value it above everyone else's word. And remember how balance about that. That don't mean if your doctor tells you you got high blood pressure, you're going around and now God says I'm healed. 
And you, 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 you got around here and your blood pressure, your head about to pop. You can't, you're seeing all types of color. You need to take that blood pressure medicine while you believe in God till your faith get developed. See, people do stupid stuff in the name of God. Then they make us all look bad. Here you are that had aneurysm of the brain. And you, when they find out that you stopped taking your lisinopril a year ago, talking about you were healed. Well, God said it, so I give it. No, I ain't talking about foolishness. I'm talking about faith. God can confirm. The doctor can confirm what God has done. But I'm going to make God's word final authority. Till my healing manifest. Matthew 4, 4. Let me, let me, let me close. He replied, it has been written. Man should not live by bread alone. He said, I stay. I have, I have esteem. See, he, he put it first. He gave weight to it. Job did. Man should not live or be upheld or sustained by bread alone, but by every word that comes from out of the mouth of God. Man, your, 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 your physical body has to be fed physical food, right? And when it does, it produces a physical force called what? Strength. That's why you eat every day. Well, your spirit got to eat. Jesus said in, my, in, in St. John 6, 63, my words are spirit in their life. So, so I'm going to be sustained and upheld by how much time I'm spending in this word. You can't live by bread alone. And sometimes we get too busy. And, and the source, you got to make God's word final authority. If you're going to esteem it, you're going to spend time with it. Anything you esteem, you spend time with it. If you really esteem God's word, you're going to want to spend time in the word, doing this, feeding your spirit. That's what's going to sustain you. Let's close with Luke 10. Let's just close with Luke 10. So we're talking about making God's word final authority. Holding it in high regard. We all need a nevertheless moment. When all evidence is contrary to what you're believing, you have to say nevertheless. I know there's symptoms in that, but nevertheless, that's your word. Luke 10, 38. Now it came to pass that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard what? His word. There's esteem in the word. There's a time to cook and there's a time to sit and hear the word. But Martha was coming about with much serpent and came unto him and said, Lord, do you not care? Don't you care? Cares will choke the word. That my sister left me to serve alone for all this chicken alone. I'm in here, all this grease popping on me, and she's just sitting there with the Bible. Don't you care? Bid her, therefore, that she come and help me. Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha, Martha. Yeah, you throw another one in there. You are careful and troubled about many things, but one thing, see, priority. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen, you got to make a decision, get in the word of God. Don't get too busy, the good part, and shall not be taken away from her. Now, now, let me say before I close, we need a balance of Mary and Martha. I don't want you to get too deep that here you are, you don't never, you know, you're just in the Bible all the time. You don't clean up, dishes piled up, Cheeto sacks everywhere, soda cans all over your house. You ain't cut your grass and so long, your kids get lost out there. Because you're busy in the word. One thing. God just said one thing. Get in the Bible. See, now you're out of balance. The truth is, 
you need a balance of Mary. But there's a time to do stuff. But there's when the word is going forth, like now, y'all. Yeah, and there again, just talking. Has nothing to do with anyone at home streaming because there's a pandemic out. But you had to make a decision to be here tonight. You notice you, you just didn't go, whoa, whoa, I'm at word of life. Poof, poof. No, you, you had to make, you know what, I'm going to go home, take my shower there. I'm going to leave it this time. I'm going to drive. And that's why you're here. You got to make a decision. Put this up and amplify it as we close. So what am I trying to say? If you're going to make God's word final thought, you're going to have to spend time with it. You don't have to get in it. You don't have to make a decision get in it. Amen. I mean, sometimes I'm t- so tired and hurt. You know, the only reason I'm here, you know, if I could stay home, I would. But I got to preach. <laughs> That's right. That was the ish. Hmm. Well, I don't know how that story goes. But anyway, I know it was a preacher. You're talking about, I ain't going back to church. Well, it wasn't really when the preacher was a husband. He said, I ain't going back to church. He said, number one, the reason... This, this husband was telling why said the reason I ain't going back to church. He gave three reasons. I think one was some of them. The people don't like me. I don't like them. And we in church too long. <laughs> and he said, just told the wife and said, she said, there's three reasons why. And the husband said, I ain't going back. And the wife said, I'm gonna give you three reasons why you are. He said those people love you, and you're gonna learn to love them. And, and number three, you the pastor. So there's time. Now, while they were on their way in a carrot, Jesus entered into a certain village, and a woman named Martha received welcome into her house. Let's, let's call it that. And she had a sister named Mary who sat herself at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching, just like y'all doing tonight. But Martha was overly occupied, too busy. See, you can get too busy. If you're going to make God's word final authority, you're going to have to spend time. It's always going to be something to do. Too busy, distracted with much serving. And she came up to him and said, Lord, if it's, if it's, if it's nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve alone, tell her that please help me, lend me a hand, do her part along with me. The Lord replied to her, Martha, 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 you are anxious and troubled about many things. But there is need of only one or a few things, but one thing. Mary has chosen the good part, while it, which is to her advantage. You never lose time. It's never to your disadvantage sitting here in the word of God. It's always advantage to hearing the word of God. And it shall not be taken away. Taken away from her by who? Satan. They hear the word, Satan come immediately to take the word away. Mark 4. What is the first thing you use to take the word away? The cares of this world. And people would come, got so much stuff on their mind during this pandemic, you, you got to make it final authority. Don't get too busy. Let me close with this. So don't get too busy. Make time for God's word and fellowship with him. You got to take time to pray. Get, even during this pandemic, and I'm talking to the members at home, it doesn't matter that you're not here. You don't have to be in a sanctuary, but you need to make sure you spend time in prayer. You need to make sure you spend time in the Word of God. You need to make sure that you're giving time to the Word of God because your spirit got to be built up and fed just like your body does. And man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So if you're going to make God's Word final authority, you're going to have to put, put that. There's a time to clean up. There's a time to do stuff. Like I said, don't get out of balance now. There's time to do that, but there's a time, and I know God told me, always preach out of the overflow. 
I get so busy with members and doing this and doing that and my family and home and ministry and trying to that that my spirit gets low. And when your spirit gets low, that's 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 when you 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 your faith level is low. That's when the enemy will attack you. So you need to make time to get in God's word and fellowship with him. And I'll close with what God, uh, what Paul was telling Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. He said, till I come, devote yourself. See, publicly and privately. See, a lot of people, oh, they just, ooh, boy, they look so dedicated. They got their Bible tonight, and they got blue, red, and orange pills. But when they go home, they don't look at nothing. They, 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 they ain't got no dedicated life. It's, it's not what you do at church. It's what you do all the time. So dedicate, devote yourself publicly and private to reading the word, exhortation, preaching, and personal appeal, and to teaching and instilling doctrine. That's what I do. I do it not just when I'm here. This is how I live publicly and privately. And then he said in verse 14, do not neglect the gift that is in thee and went down by the Holy Spirit, so and so, so. I want, it was the last verse. That one. Practice and cultivate, meditate upon these things. What? The word of God. Throw yourself wholly into them as your ministry. And this is my ministry. This is not just something I do in the pulpit. This is how I live. So that your progress may be evident to everybody. People will start seeing you prosper and it'll be. And it ain't no secret. Anytime you spend time with God and make God's word final thought, your progress. Your people look around, man, my God. I mean, the city, the folks, your, your life get better. I mean, you, you just get better. I don't want to just put it on a car. I'm talking about the anointing gets better. Your progress become evident that they must be doing something beyond the pulpit. There's something privately. Yeah, I made God's word final authority. I spend time in it. And you're evident. It'll be evident in your children, your church, your ministry. When you go on your job, folks will know there's something different about you. It'll be evident. That's God's word, praise God, bringing, becoming a witness to itself, praise God. Stand on your feet. You that at home, God bless you. Oh, well, no, 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 stay, stay.